Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. They need to do a reboot of Cagney and Lacey starring dudes. Cagney and Lacey. You, you enjoyed that? Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring Dags and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. Welcome, my friends. Welcome back to this wonderful podcast across this powerful oaken desk over there. You can see, obviously, as I'm pointing, is Johnny Rage. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome. I'm fired up, too, because just before, we're doing a, uh, a recording at a different time. We're doing it in the morning, and I'm fresh off my Captain Crunch, so I've got some sugar energy here that I'm going to roll to the microphone. It's not Captain Crunch, it's Captain. That's what Crunch. I said. I was very specific. I said Captain. No, Crunch. I'm just telling the kids in case they live under a rock, it's Captain Crunch. Well, for years, I thought it was Captain Crunch. That would be like some company that tried to copy it, so they'd have to call it like Cap'n. But no, it's Cap'n Crunch. So there could be a company that could come into the market and actually call it Captain Crunch. I was uh, eating my Cap'n Crunch while reading Cap'n America, one of my favorite comic books. Awesome. I like the redundancy. This is good coffee. One of the things you failed to mention, Amish Baby Machine is filmed before a live studio audience. Did you say that disclaimer? Ah, film before uh, Ted McGinley. <laughs> you know what's funny That's about all I got Ted McGinley. What about uh, like Happy Days and some various comedies that they always said that they were filmed before a live studio audience, but yet they still had to roll the laugh track, so it just wasn't funny enough to the to the to the audience that was there. So they still had to have the backup of the laugh track. I need a laugh track for you. Here, here's the deal though. Everybody has that kind of that go to fake laugh that they use because otherwise there's awkward silence. Let me give me a kind of a your what's your fake go to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Here's mine. <laughs> so it's like Jimmy Fallon. The entire show is that fake force laugh. The fake force laugh. But when I when I use it though, I, I'm a, I'm fearful to use it for you because um, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel like I am not embellishing. Oh my goodness. Um, when you're, whenever you that, get, that's weird, you can't find a word because normally you're such a wordsmith. I am you're a wordsmith. so gifted on the microphone. Thank you for that. Um, but I'm thinking about whenever you help somebody and you really shouldn't be helping them. What's that word? That expression? Well, you're blanking this person. Now this is a little bit of match game. You're blanking who? If you're helping somebody and oh, fact, I thought you wanted to blank someone. If if you're helping somebody, but the overall help actually makes them continue their same path of destruction, you're actually helping them. There's a word for that. Blank. You're enabling? Enabling. Or? Thank you very much. Enabling, okay? That's what my fear, though, with my fake laugh, if I use it on this podcast with you, I'm enabling your powerful ho- podcast. Your horrendous comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that entire thing gone. Edited. Uh, he has too much power. Just like the guy in the house with the remote control. You can just 
edit me out of this world. I don't like that. Now, remote control, do you do the vocal? Do you have the one where you can talk and do it? You know, I tried to do that because we were talking. I always have to say this. We were talking in past episodes with uh, um, the Echo Dot that I have. And there's actually a program that you can run with the Echo Dot Alexa to talk to your direct TV. Uh, and I thought it was really cool. And um, But you had to actually understand coding and stuff. You had to actually go into your computer, into your Alexa, and I, I couldn't do it. It was too much for me. So Well, you're lazy, too. Well, thank you. Um, but they do have now a remote that's coming out that you can actually talk the commands. And I forget who it is. We were talking about this several weeks ago. It's uh, combining Sling, Sling TV and over-the-airway free TV together, and you can actually talk your commands. So I'm looking forward to having that come out. I mean, how, how much lazier do we as Americans have we become where we have to talk? We can't just push a button anymore. It's too physical for us to push the control. So now we want to talk. Actually, what's more physical, pushing the button or talking to your TV? You know, probably talking. It depends, though. I don't want to have to articulate either. I'm going, just play that, you know, that thing with the thing on there. Mm -hmm. Do that one. That's what I want to say to the TV. Right. And that's what you can do. You can say, hey, what's, in, what's uh, going on for sports right now? And it'll list out sports. That being said, though, it, what's really weird is I got a Facebook instant message. Is it instant message, direct message? Mm -hmm. Instant message. One of those messages. I miss AOL, remember? Instant messaging on AOL. Were you on the AOLs? American mm -hmm. Online. Well, everybody had that. That was the You had to sign up for that to get your internet day one. They were kind of the pioneers of the internet craze. Cruising, cruising the chat rooms. Mm -hmm. ASL. Do you remember what that was? ASL. Age, sex, location. Oh, see, I wasn't on those types of uh, uh, chat rooms that you were. I was probably talking uh, to some young people about, uh, or not young people. It was talking. I was talking more technical things and things of yeah, not young people over substance. over eighteen. Thank you very much. But when I got the message that the Vizio TV that me and you own, mm -hmm. by the way, is recording everything that we do on there. Well, they the say IP address, mm -hmm. what you watch, and they got sued for it. So now there's a little thing that you go into deep into the settings deep in there, and you can, you know, click that you don't want to have that stuff shared. Really? I did not hear this. You think that all of us, there should have been a class action lawsuit. We should have all got a check for like $35. That's usually how that works. Have you ever collected on one of those? Have you ever actually got a check from one of those? Um, no, not to my, that I, I never was part of a class action lawsuit. No. No, but a lot of them are just default. Like I got one for AT&T. You I got a kind check. of as a form of a credit, probably. No, I actually got it. It was like a check, I think, for 19 bucks. Really? Interesting. What was the uh, offense from AT&T? Do you remember? Oh, God, who knows? They, everyone does everything, and you have to be aware of it. But how are you aware if they don't let you know? Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's right. like, like this thing. Someone sent me the message. I didn't know that Vizio, uh, there was a lawsuit and they lost and that they were recording everything. So is there going to be money awarded because I have a Vizio? I want to know because I want to know, I want my 19 bucks. Is there going to be a $19 reward? But it was an older model. So do you have the SmartCast? I do. Then you are not eligible. Oh, really? So the SmartCast, it does not watch what you're doing. Apparently not, but still check. Go into your settings. Well, I mean, we, we talked about the Alexa, anything that has an awake word. Um, Amazon is listening. It's basically a microphone in your house. Amazon is listening to what you're saying. What's really freaky is this past week, I was in conversation in the living room 
And all of a sudden, Alexa responded to us. And we never said, hey, Alexa, because the wake word is Alexa. We never used her name. And all of a sudden, she says something. And it's like, that's kind of freaky in a way. So the listening is far. Vizio's not the only one that's doing it. Alexa, they've admitted they have the capability to do that. Matter of fact, there was a scenario where there was a murder in somebody's home and they wanted to go back to the, I don't know what listening device it was, if it was an Alexa or if it was a Google Home, but they wanted to actually go back to one of the uh, artificial intelligence, I'll call that thing, to see if they could hear what was happening up to the actual murder. True story, true story. You know, the argument is, I don't, I don't care if they know what I'm doing. I, I'm boring, but it's just creepy mm-hmm. that, that everything gets recorded. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what uh, they would actually hear. Uh, if they were in my house, a lot of wrappers being opened, like food wrappers, and- <laughs> a lot of Swiss cakes. Do you, do you, oh, do you leave? No. <laughs> speaking of lazy, because I I envision you with just a big pile of uh, Swiss cheese. Cakes? No cheese slices, like just you know the the single serve cheese slices, the craft cheese. Mm-hmm. You eat those one at a time, right? And I just envision you next to your lazy boy, just a pile of cellophane. Is it still cellophane? What do the kids call it now? Is it some sort of transparent aluminum see i'm too lazy i can't even unwrap the single wrap i just go right to the big bar of cheese and just cut a big hunk in piece and just eat it immediately you could like uh put that craft singles in your mouth eat it and then uh it would you would tie it like in a bow or something you know like the kids do with the maraschino cherries you mean do something play with your food ahead of time twist it contort it and then put it in your mouth yeah right in no in your mouth oh in my mouth yeah. <laughs> i'm not that qualified yeah. i don't feel so bad though you always talk about my weight you know but did I ever feel good when I was watching the Super Bowl? Did you see the belly on Lady Gaga? <laughs> Lady Gallagher was wonderful. Uh, now, talking about Lady uh, Gallagher, what did you think? Did you think I that people were talking that she was sub, uh, subliminally or subtly being political? What did you think? I didn't think so, but uh, her, the only song that resembled that, and she did it with a song, was This Land Is Your Land. This land is my land. Now, I'm on, somebody told me she actually has done a, a remake of that, and it's on her album. I'm unaware of that fact. I should have done my research. Is that Woody Guthrie? If she did that, and that's the extent of it, good for her. But the, the more talk was the fact that she had that big pouch hanging over her. She said, uh, one nation under God. Good for her. Yeah. You know, you're doing a lot of shaking now. Did you have caffeine? Or I you, did. I had my Captain Crunch. Are I you, told you Are that. you doing the Jesse the Body impersonation? <laughs> I had my Captain. My Captain. Listen, Jack. You know Wally Caribou. Yeah. There'll, there'll be fines and suspensions. Do you remember when they'd always suspend? Oh, yeah. The East-West game. The A-W-A. <laughs> Wally Carbo would always come out. Jesse the Body, you are suspended. <laughs> Listen, Jack. Wally Caribou. Uh, entertainment at its You best. know... Johnny Rage. You know they used to have they used to re, they used to play those on some remote station. You know, late at night at eleven o'clock, you'd go home. There'd be the old AWA on there with. Listen, Johnny Rage. The other day, I was partying with Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones. You got that, Jack? Are you a big wrestling fan or UFC fan? You know, I used to watch the East West Connection AWA. AWA. Yeah. When it was at the peak of it, I, I enjoyed the wrestling. The WWF or the AWA? Well, I enjoyed the AWA. Then it went into WWF, WWE, WCW. Don't know a lot about it. Who are your go-to characters? Who is your favorite wrestling character? Well, well how do you not like Hulk Hogan? He's in uh, Rocky Four or Rocky Three, 
You remember when they do the uh, fundraising event where they fight each other? And Rocky thinks it's just for fun. Hey, how about I just give you a couple shots? And then Thunderlips, yeah. Thunderlips comes out. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, he built that whole empire, you know. Um, with The Rock, I, I'm still a fan of... Uh, um, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. Huh. yeah, I see, by the way, he's going to be in... Uh, they're going to remake Baywatch. And he's in it. It's are, are we prophetic about everything? We talked about Baywatch, the powerful quicksand mm-hmm. joke I did. Right. People should listen to this to find it. We're like modern-day Nostradamuses. We're retro Nostradamus. Because as you uh, eloquently pointed out, that I, I look back into time. Mm-hmm. So I can look back and then I bring it back. Right, because you're the one who tipped me off. Can we talk Netflix now? Why do you always say, can we talk? We, can talk. we talk. We talk. Yeah, that, was that Joan Rivers? Can we talk? Can we talk? Yeah, poor Joan Rivers. She was murdered. Yeah, she was by her uh, plastic surgeon. Is that who did it? One, two, well, one. it was a setup, but. Yeah. Stranger Things. Netflix. Stranger Things. So we enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, Netflix. You watch the entire, you can watch the entire season. It's released all at once. Right. So you can just bang through how many of them. Mm-hmm. So we had an assignment last night to enjoy a couple of those episodes. How many did you have? One? Did you watch one full episode? You know, I was able to get through, I think, two. Or was it three? No, I, I got through two and a half. We'll say two and a half. How's that? Now let's set up the premise for the kids out there. Very popular show, Stranger Things. You know, it kind of reminds me, I didn't see the movie, but do you remember Super 8? That was a movie. That's funny you said that. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, same exact thing. The Spiel. It's kind of the um, cliche-ish type thing where there's a small town of Hackett. What state is this in? I believe it's in Buddy. Buddy Hackett. Oh, Buddy Hackett. Okay. Um, I didn't catch that. That is good humor. This is where I insert my forced fake laugh. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The older I get, <laughs> yeah, my laugh, it uh-huh. just, it, it's just a noise now. It's just, ah! <laughs> that's all I do. I just make noises. Are you a laugher though? When you're watching a movie or sitcom, is there anything that just truly will give you, if you're by yourself, a belly laugh? An LOL? Yeah. Have you ever had the episode? I had the cries. Have you laughed so hard you cried? No, no. Every, oh, my God. Every once in a while. It's it's like a fantastic out-of-the-body experience. <laughs> Explain. What were you watching? I might have to go watch it. I don't know, but <laughs> I got I got I should like write write down when it happens, but there's been times that I started laughing so hard and I was crying. I'm like, I come crying. I literally, it's it's not. I'm not joking. I was literally crying. Now, it was so is funny. it crying or just because you're laughing so hard, you're releasing some bile from your eye? It's not really crying. Well, you're not crying from sadness. You, yeah. you know the happiness when people get married, they cry. Yeah, I know it's, exactly. It, it's a a release of emotion. I'm very emotional. It's like when I go to the convenience store and I see there's a full pack of zebra cakes. I understand the feeling that you're talking about. I don't know if people. People realize how complex we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're complex beings. We're, we're we just we take everything in. I just cry. I'm kind of like the Earth. You know how the Earth, the Earth, the global warming, climate change. The Earth. See the powerful thing I'm doing with my hand now. Yeah, I'm showing. Is this is the Earth. I'm mm-hmm. showing the Earth. Okay. And 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 how big you are compared to the Earth. Yes. My scale. <laughs> my scale is There's tipping. That insert fake laugh. <laughs> But the earth regulates itself. It's it's a, like a creature. It's a living, breathing creature. If it gets too hot, it has a volcano to equalize its pressure. Tsunamis, everything. It's And, and that's kind of like me. I, I 
I have I take so much in and I, sometimes I just have to cry. Right. I have a good cry. So do is there any okay, you said that you've actually laughed so hard from a certain TV show or sitcom that you've cried, but you don't remember exactly what it was. No, because it was so it was so spiritually draining. <laughs> okay. I that's what I said I need to write I need to take notes. Okay, has there ever been where you have the reverse where you've cried and then laughed from a movie or from anything like that? Or just cried. Have you ever watched a show where you just bald and you kind of looked around make sure nobody caught you what, what's a weepy show we were talking about that uh episodes what? like wait, don't, i know don't we, were we were talking about, about we were talking talk. about that just talk no i'm just telling the kids a flock of amish yes i want to give up can we give a virtual hug right now to the audience absolutely we love you god bless you people thank you for listening to this powerful podcast the amish baby machine podcast is powerful and probably one of the best ways to listen is on iTunes. Please go to iTunes and subscribe. Please leave a review, five stars. If you leave a review, what happens is it helps us, our ratings get higher, and mm-hmm. it helps us spread the word. Mm-hmm. And also, we are available on Stitcher. Stitcher radio app is an mm-hmm. application. App is short for application. I don't know if you knew that, Johnny Rage. Wow. And this app is available everywhere. Go on there, download, make playlists. You can also leave a review on there, too. It'll actually help our ratings, help us spread the word. We're on powerful Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now, Instagram, Johnny Rage, we, there was a leaked photo. I don't know how it got out. Mm-hmm. Our logo, our new logo got I leaked. Saw it. What saw happened? It. What, what do you think? How did that get leaked? I don't know. I think it was the Democratic Party that did it, or the Russians. I think the Russians did it, maybe. We need to purge. But anyway, our, our new logo got leaked. So please go and follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. We have a powerful Facebook page. And Pasty Adam, our intrepid booze reporter, he drinks the beautiful beers and, re- and takes wonderful photos and talks about them. Mm-hmm. Can we go back to Stranger Things now? Can, you, do you want, can I talk to the audience? Talk to the audience. The, the show is not about you. It's about the audience. Oh, dang it. So we're on Facebook. Please go to Facebook and like our wonderful Facebook page. And please, you should follow us on Twitter, at Amish B Machine. Amish, the letter B Machine. We're on there. We're talking. We're, we're just, it's, it's a beautiful experience. It, it, it will flesh out, because I'm looking at Johnny Rage, he's full of flesh. It'll flesh out your experience, your Amish baby machine experience, to become a part of the flock of Amish, you little flockers. <laughs> The ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast. I want to talk about Stranger Things. Okay. We started. Let's go back. We watched it yesterday. Under the direction of you, Dags, you called me up and said, you got to watch this. However, I knew it was out there. I was on the verge of watching it because that's what I do. I'm hip to what's, what's out there. And I watched episode one, episode two and a half. Now, did, you, did uh, the mother, uh, Winona... Ryder remind you of Sarah Palin at all when she was crying and I the only thing I could think of was she looked reminded me of Sarah Palin. Did you see that resemblance? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you enjoy Winona Ryder? Isn't she the one that was like shoplifting, busted shoplifting years ago? Alleged. Alleged. Yeah. Um you know, she plays kind of a different role. She's kind of a um uh trailer doesn't live in a trailer park, but kind of gives you that they're, you know, she's a struggling. She's working mom. class, yeah. Working class, yeah. But set, let's set up the show for those of the people that haven't watched it may want to turn into Netflix and start this uh, um, 
as one of their reading or one of their one of the TV TV shows that they want to. So jump on. it it's in the fictitious town of Buddy Hackett. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. Let's yeah. talk. Oh, get o- okay, get I, back I don't know on. if you're setting up. No, this I'm is up. no. We're just we're talking. We're yeah. talking. Okay, so but we can't talk simultaneously. One of us has to take the bull by the microphone. So it's in this town of Buddy Hackett, which that's humor. Insert fake laugh. <laughs> and. By the way, your your comment about flesh, you got to really come up with something else, dude. Okay, we've heard that enough. I want you to work on that for next time. I want a better criticism. Girth, flesh, okay, mass. So they're in this town, and of course, it's um, you have your own gravity. This town has this governmental uh, factory of which, obviously, it's like a Roswell down in Texas, and it appears that they might have stumbled upon an alien at one point in time. Area 69, I believe. And it's all cordoned off, but that's how it starts. There's a scientist in the building, and he's running. And you can tell something's coming after him. With the powerful bleached blonde hair? No, no, he wasn't. Not the first guy. No. No. Oh, oh, you're setting up the actual... The very beginning, how it opens up. They're in this laboratory-type setting. It's deep in the woods. It's restricted entrance. And the scientist, that opening scene is he's running through this long dark hallway trying to get to the elevator typical the elevator won't open for him and you can just feel his heart pounding as something's coming out if to get the elevator to open quickly though you hit it more than once that's my pro tip isn't that something that doesn't matter does it if you hit the elevator button everybody thinks if they keep hitting it well this will speed it up did you know that what what is true is sometimes in elevators they don't even wire the close button you know they have the open and close button with the triangles opening and the triangles going in so when you're in the elevator and you press close, half the time it's not even wired to close. You know, I'm going to reveal something aside of me that most people probably don't know, but I'm extremely claustrophobic, okay? And when we were in Washington, D.C., uh, the Washington Monument has this elevator that will take you up to the top. I'm way too claustrophobic for elevators, especially that one, because I, I always research stuff like that. Do they have a freight elevator for you? <laughs> most people are, like, researching how the... the uh, um, uh, the Washington Monument was built and why it was built. I'm researching the elevator. What year was it made and how often do they check this thing? Your max capacity. Okay. And they, they, the, the same thing I will tell you when I went to the uh, Hoover Dam. There's this, anyway, I'll get back to that. So we're talking about this, the, the Washington Monument and there's an elevator. And I said to my family, I'm not going in that, but if you guys want to go, go ahead. But now you just can't walk into things in the Washington. You have to get up at like five in the morning, go to the Washington welcoming center which is 10 miles away get your tickets and then show up for the appropriate time to go in anyway i said i'm not going somebody gave us tickets somebody actually gave us tickets so all the work was done who gave you tickets some japanese gals said my family we can't make we got to go i kind of did a german japanese person there they couldn't go so she gave them to me so i've got four tickets and I said to my family, you know what, you guys, you guys go. I'm, I'm not going to ruin you. Go up there. Anyway, for this long story that I'm telling you, they're redoing the Washington Monument. And you know one of the main reasons? The elevator is getting stuck. So there are many people who have tried to go up to the Washington Monument and it's stopping halfway. I just can't imagine what would I do in that position. You know? I know what the other people would do. Cannibalism. Probably. If it goes over a certain amount of time, you get hungry. You yeah. Know? You would feed them for a long time. Now back to Stranger Things. Stranger Things, yep. So we set it up. The uh, mad scientist is running away from, we know there's something in there. We can't tell what it is. He hits the elevator button multiple times. It's not opening. It's not opening. 
But you can, let's just spoiler alert, though. You're not going to give anything away. You're just kind of telling about it. Well, I'm kind of setting up yeah. what it is. Okay. This kind of tells you what it is. It's a, of course, it's a laboratory that's dark and and the lights are flickering and and he gets in the elevator finally and the elevator now the door won't close and he's waiting and you can feel something's going to happen and you're giving but me, but we don't know what's going to happen. But we don't know what's going to happen. But we do if you watch the show. Yeah. So. We kind of set it up for you, and then it carries on from that point forward. And I thought, a couple of the things I thought reminded me of Super 8. Um, it reminded me, uh, Winona Judd reminded me of Sarah Palin. Winona Judd, beautiful. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Um, and in terms of, I like American Horror Story a little bit better. American Horror Story, the beauty with that, there was never any downtime. There's a lot of downtime in this. Where they do set up the story with you. American Horror Story was just like, bam, 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 one scary thing after another, you know. So it, it's well worth the watch, and I will probably continue to watch this. To me, it's a little too kiddish, though. It's too much for kids, you know. They have, it's, it's very Spielberg. It's obviously 80s. And once again, you know, the world peaked in the 80s. And I brought. 1983 to be exact. Yes, thank you for being exact. Yep. And, and with this powerful podcast, I brought that. We brought that, the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's. Art imitating our lives. Mm-hmm. So you have the, you know, you have the three uh, characters, you know, the Goonie type characters, the misfits. You have the the kid that has the condition with no teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, which is a 80s stereotype. Did you, have you ever even played Dungeons and Dragons? I never did. No. So you were the bully growing up. You were the one shoving no, the kids. No, no, never. I always treated every person as they should be treated. It's powerful how you can lie and just keep a straight face. Like <laughs> no, I, you have no tells. Uh, it's no, wonderful. no, no, no. That's... But so you have that. It, it's it's cliched, but that's the whole point. I mean, it's a uh, it's a uh, the word I like to use is it ombre to bad ombre. Yeah, it's a bad ombre om, homage, homage, mirage, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Two 80s movies. I mean, you have the three kids, you know, the dorky kids that get shoved by the... Mm-hmm. You have the the awkward girl, what's her name, with the big glasses. I'm not familiar with all the characters. You know, you have the, the, oh, the, yeah, the young, yeah, pretty yeah, girl, yeah. and then the... Was her name Sue or something? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. Matter. And they have the, the awkward girl with the big glasses, mm-hmm. that, and she's with, you know, the Jake Ryan, the, the good-looking guy in the school. So it has all that... It's cool though. It's '80s. It's got the '80s reference. It has the sheriff. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think of the sheriff? Um, he kind of grew on me. Initially, he was kind of that guy that uh, didn't want to be bothered in the morning. It's coffee time and meditation time. But then, when it came time for him to step it up, he did. But what I really like about what one of the things I like is I like '80s music, as do you. And in the background, they're playing 80s music, you know, on the car stereo or in the bedroom. Did you hear Toto? She was rolling Toto in her bedroom. I left a rain down in Africa. We were just talking about that song last week. And she's in her bedroom getting ready or studying, and she's rolling that on her radio station. Now, before we start this powerful podcast, we do powerful preparation. We do. And uh, Johnny Rages use, uses preparation H. But what we do is <laughs> That's we... That's the fake laugh. We, <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know what a real laugh is anymore. Huh? <laughs> I'm crying. I'm a crying. belly laugh. I'm a crying. belly laugh. What's oh, a my. belly laugh? What that, is it, that? It's, it's from your being, your core, deep in the diaphragm, your belly. It's... <laughs> okay. Belly laugh. Interesting. 
But yeah. I, I, th- I think you need to listen to episodes of this show. Maybe you can cry. I want you to just cry right now. You want me to cry? Why can we do a fake laugh, but we can't do a fake cry? It's just not, not instinctual. Well, Chuck Schumer did a fake cry the other day. Did he? Yes. So. I want to know who his acting coach was. So the winner of the Academy Award for Heartbroken Immigration, Chuck Schumer wins. <laughs> <laughs> but w- our powerful uh, show prep is we enjoy 80s music. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, we had, uh, what are some of the songs we enjoyed? Big Country, In a Big Country. 99 which... Red Balloons Go. So we enjoyed Nina, 99 Red Balloons. Mm-hmm. Big Country, In a Big Country. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Promise, When in Rome. I'm just thinking of I promise. Is that your falsetto? I mean, I'm trying to think what that is. That's a real setto. It's it not, is a real setto. It's not false. false. No, okay. it's real. Okay. Getty Lee, most powerful falsetto mm-hmm. ever. I just think Mariah Carey has one of the most powerful falsettos. I miss her. You know, Mariah Carey can't sell tickets now, and I think it has to do with her, the fiasco on New Year's Eve. Was that that big of a deal? Oh, well, it was. I didn't think so. It was because it was live, and, and, and now in the age of Twitter's, Amish Bee Machine, by the way, are you following us on Twitter? At Amish Bee Machine. Mm-hmm. You should follow us now. But it, everything's instantaneous, and, and they drum it up. You know, 24-hour news cycle, they have to have a story, so they make the Mariah Carey thing big. Okay. I mean, it killed M- Minnelli Vanilli. Well, that's a different story altogether. They weren't, like, actually singing. She is. She has it, a gifted it, it voice. killed Jessica Simpson's sister on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see Melissa McCarthy's uh, uh, cold opening? Please stay with the program. We are talking 80s. We are talking the show prep. I know. But we, you what? allow stream of consciousness. I don't. Right now, I don't. Why? Normally, I do. I just, right now, I- I'm, Are you vetting me? Are you, I'm not, are you, I don't know are you censoring that, me? What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. But I just, I'm, I feel very powerful now. So we got to go back to Stranger Things, and that's where we were. No, just shut up for a minute. Okay. No, first, shut up. Second, shut up. Third, shut up. Okay. Shut up. Here we go. We need you to pick the 80s song of the day. We need me to pick one that we heard? No. We're just open it up, man. You can <laughs> dig, dig deep into the vault. I'm doing uh, hand gestures now. I'm doing... How pop. about Man in the Mirror? Is that, was that 80s with Michael Jackson? That's Jack? stupid. I don't even like it. Even well, if it, it was does, Hey, you never said it was a song you had to like. You said pick one. I mean... No, but come on. What are you going to steer when, me when, to ultimately here, Here's the want. thing when, with the 80s. The 80s starts from 1980 to 1989, correct? No, to me, it's 75 to 95. Yeah, I know. Okay. Brought to you by Aspartame. Thank you. Yep. You know, well, how can I say fleshy and you get upset with fleshy, but you say brought to you by Aspartame? Because that's just a kind of hum- reminder of why there's a stream of consciousness. Well, know? when I look at you, I th- think very fleshy, and it just reminds me. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's going to be an uproar. People are going to protest. So when I think 80s music, I think new wave. That, to me, is 80s. Flock of Seagulls. Very good. Okay. Um, Huey Lewis in the News. Not new wave, but thank you. I want a new drug. How, we'll do that. I, I want, want a new drug. I want a new drug. One that makes me feel <laughs> like I feel when I'm with you. I guess I'll pick that one. as my. That wasn't the one that I would probably pick. Okay, but, I'm sorry. You know, I've been very... Uh, music's powerful, though, isn't it? It is powerful. Yeah. You All can. Right. That's the beauty of the Alexa, though. You go home, 
and you hear a song. We talked about this. You're at the Home Depot and they've got that Muzak roll and all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is a really cool tool. And you actually stop looking through the lumber and you're listening, but then they ruin it because they say, come over to Home Depot now and we get 10% off a blah. And you're like, oh, shut up with the commercial. That reminds me one time I was on hold and uh, I can't go for that came on by. A I can't go for that. No, no. So I told the lady to put me back on hold so I can finish <laughs> the song. That's a true story. I don't believe that. No, it really is. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> What'd she say? She started laughing. <laughs> uh, now, that was a real laugh, okay? A belly laugh. Have you ever went around the block to finish a song in oh your car? Oh, my gosh, all the time. I even trained my daughters how to do this, too. They're like, Dad, we have to go around the block for this one. And because I'm the loving father that I am, if I approve of the song, I will do that for them. I'll actually, and a half the music they like, I like. And the reason I like it is because they're the ones that introduced it to me. That's how it works. Shows, TV, your whole culture becomes what your kids do. So, therefore, their tune is probably something I like as well. So tell the kids about that technique you have though about that song reminds me. Well, of if you're <laughs> fighting for the the song, you know, you'll a song will be on. You're like, oh, because everybody has such different music tastes. When I DJed a wedding, it was an absolute nightmare because people are like, oh, take that country crap off. Can't you put some rock on? Well, then you put rock on. Oh, take that rock off and put some country. There's so many people that like so many different songs. So when you're in the car and you're enjoying some song and you got a group of people, you're like, oh, change this, would you? And so they're just about ready to hit the change button. Go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This song reminds me of you, man. It does? Yeah. Remember that one time we were, <laughs> this reminds, let's keep it on the way. Oh, yeah, this is a cool tool. <laughs> that, that is a powerful technique. It really is. You know, anytime you get one up on somebody. And I wonder, music. Music is, I, I enjoy music to the fullest. We do. We, we enjoy music here. I don't we, like any of the new stuff. There's not one tune right now that I can say that I enjoy. And nothing comes to mind. But the, the problem is with music now, you have to be exposed to it. And a lot of times the, the good stuff is somewhere else, like it's buried in some college radio. There's good music. You just have to be ex exposed to it. And a lot of times that I always say that music, the music you like is typically your high school age and maybe a little bit later because you're inundated with it. Right. When you get older, you, you know, you get narrowed down. Like if you have kids, you're going to listen to whatever radio stations they have on. Right, right. But I always lament, I love New Wave, but I also love arena rock bands too. Yep. Rush, and mm -hmm. I wish how I brought back the 80s, you know, my, our powerful visions, our powerful yep. hallucinations we have on this podcast. We use that energy to bring the 80s back. I mean, Stranger Things, for example, mm -hmm. prime example. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can use that power, my gift I have, a gift I give to you guys freely to bring back maybe arena rock. Um. Toto, Foreigner, Would you Journey. Toto Arena Rock? You know, uh, Toto is a weird one. It it kind of crosses over. It's got the keyboard. It, they, what's cool about Toto is they have keyboard solos, which mm -hmm. I love. You know, like mm -hmm. like Africa. Mm -hmm. They um, uh, hold, uh, hold uh, Rosanna. Rosanna. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that often. Like, when I think of Arena Rock, I think, We're not going to take it now. We ain't gonna make it. Now I will tell you that that would be more hair bands to me. Also, oh, now that's a new category. Well, like I said in the eighties, the eighties when it's the later eighties, it, it turned into like you said, Twisted Sister and Come On Feel the Noise, where they started wearing makeup like Poison. You ever see the cover of Poison? Talk dirty to me. It looks like it's four chicks. I mean, they're in full makeup. Yeah, I have seen that. With the makeup and everything else like that. So Arena Rock, you know, like REO Speedwagon, Journey. Yeah. 
to me, uh, rock and roll, big drums, big guitar, guitar solos. Right. But there is definitely, a, it's on a continuum transition of different bands. So who would be the closest arena rock band in your mind today who just recently came out onto the into the world? See, I don't even know. I mean, I, I on, the, on the internets, I always ask people, and they mention stuff. And to me, what I see as arena rock, that's not it. It doesn't exist anymore, right? Well, it exists, I think, but it's it's probably in some sub niche genre, some little like there's people definitely playing this stuff. Yeah, I mean, then it transitions into metal and death metal and everything. But me, I like more melodic rock where you could hear the the vocals. You know, they have the metal. You know, to me, I didn't go that far into it. Right. But I know uh, Howard Stern. He was on America's uh, Got Talent, and that was his dream: is to find the next rock band. Right. And it never happened because they don't exist. Right. And we talked about America's Got Talent. It's always, no matter who's on there, it's always the comedian, the magician at the end anyway. Or the one soloist. It's like, really? We whittled it down to this? Come on. Has there ever been a star that had staying star power? Do you, can you think of all the seasons? From America's Got Talent? Because there's been huge ones from uh, um, um, American Idol, of course. But... Uh, you know, there does. There's not one that comes to mind. They get their little Vegas stint and a million bucks and divided over twenty years. Probably divided over it, twenty. It is. I is that at, what it is? Yeah. Look at it next time. It's up. It's like some annuity over twenty years. They end up getting like ten grand a year. <laughs> some ridiculous amount oh, of money. Man. And I thought I was excited about the class action lawsuit for nineteen bucks. You know. That was the average age of a combat soldier in Vietnam was nineteen. Paul Hardcastle, powerful 80s song of the day. Let's do that. That'll be the 80s song of the day. Paul Hardcastle, was 19. Yeah. I wish we could roll that right now. We need a, a studio where when we talk about the song of the day, I want to hear it right then and there. Or if we could pause, could you edit this where right now you could pop it in? Are you capable of doing that, Dags? No. No? No. Oh, you are lame. But one day we will be able to give that gift to you. Okay. So right now, if we were to... On cue, pause, and then you go back to edit. You couldn't insert that song. Of course, I could. You could? Will you? No. Why? Royalties, my friend. Oh, but we but, can but, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Have you ever heard of that before? No, just from you. Okay, it's, well, easy, it's easier to ask for forgiveness. I don't think we fully have the Stranger Things. Have we put this to bed? Are we done or not? No. Okay. Back to Stranger Things. Back to Stranger Things, which I think the timing of this is kind of interesting because. I was reading just this week, the big topic of discussion among scientists is to try to reach out to extraterrestrials, not only in our galaxy, but in this mass galaxy that we have. And the, I don't know if you want to call it ethical or moral issue is, did you ever see uh, Twilight Zone to serve mankind, that episode? It's a cookbook. Exactly. Some scientists are saying, 50% of the scientists are saying, we need to really reach out to other worlds and other scientists are saying, why do we want to do that? Because we don't know what's out there. Stephen Hawking's is yeah. one that said that do not. He, they'll kill you. Did you read that? Article? Yes. Yeah. I'm very well read. Yeah, you are. And you're very well rounded too. <laughs> what are you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, I don't, and, and ultimately when you read that article, Basically, they have their mind made up. They're going to send out these welcoming messages to these people. Didn't you gain that from the article? It sounded like they're 50-50. Should we or shouldn't we? Do we really want to invite unwelcome guests to us or what? What do you think? What would you put 
what would you put as a welcoming? What- well, I'd be like Santa Claus. You have to put cookies and milk, don't you? <laughs> Problem is, I'd probably eat them or they'd be half eaten. <laughs> Why are aliens always reptilian? Why can't they be like panda bears, just fun and furry and friendly? That one sells the box office. We need something that sells some scary, evil, slimy creature like an alien's. No, I want a panda's pan- not going to sell anything. You know, I'm talking in reality. I mean, every every time someone's abducted. They get anally probed by a reptilian. No, we don't. We don't. We don't. These are artists' renditions. And the panda wouldn't sell. We'd all laugh and chuckle. You have to have the big headed thing with the big eyes and the skinny body, the long arms. Those are always the artist's rendition of what alien life form would be. No, I want a panda bear, perhaps a sloth. Well, when you do your alien, when you do your alien, re, re, slowly, slowly said the sloth. What is about sloths? On, on Facebook, I see them constantly now. People I, love the sloths. They're very. They have those cool hook claws. Oh my gosh! I saw, but I feel sad for them all the time. Isn't that like? Remember the movie Prophecy? Didn't he have like these hook claws that absolutely just killed people? <laughs> there was some movie, some horror I, movie. I saw a couple of video, sloth videos. I'm really into sloth videos. Mm-hmm. The poor guys swimming. They can swim, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? How every animal can swim except humans? What do you mean humans swim fine? No, they don't. You throw a human in the water, they just drown. I. Apparently, when they're little, little babies, they can swim, but they lose that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to say that humans can't swim? Correct. It's you not, lost me. They have to learn how to swim. I'll learn how to yeah, swim. Yeah, you, okay. you throw a cat in the water, it swims, even though they don't even like the water. I, I'm, I'm curious, though, if you took a human who didn't know how to swim and you threw him in the ocean, I think with panic, they'd figure it out pretty quickly. Well, I know every time you're at the beach, they try to push you back in the ocean so you don't die. But I watched a sloth video. Do your laugh. Do your- <laughs> That was hard to hold back that laugh, wasn't it? Uh, now, you know something we've done? That's like the fifth time that you've said that reference, okay? <laughs> the whale back into the ocean. That was you brought know? to you by Aspartame, by the way, that joke. <laughs> that so, so I'm watching the sloth video, and this poor thing is swimming, obviously very slowly, to a mate. To, he sees a young lady, a young sloth lady on the show. Really? Sh- Okay. Swims and gets there, and then and then the chicka bow wow, and then the do do people even know that what that is? You know, everyone goes boom chicka bow wow. It's like, <laughs> have you ever actually watched the seventies porn? All these people, they don't even know what it is. I have not watched. Yeah, it. exactly. I'm sorry, you start in it. Yeah, but the poor sloth gets there, and then the announcer goes, uh, "Sadly, the the female sloth already has a, a mate." So this poor thing took him like a, 10 hours of swim to, to get the young lady and she's already hooked up. Well, you else. can relate to that because that's happened to you a lot when you're dating in your youthful years. You know? Can you? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying. It. Feel it the power. You several oh, my times. goodness. Uh, were you, were you, and then I watched. Uh, hold, hold, okay. on, hold on. Hold on. Save, right. save your lame jokes. Okay. So I'm watching the other one. They, they use this uh, pheromones. You know, it's a smell and attractant. Yeah. Kind of like when you smell zebra cakes, yep. it, you keep, you, it makes you come. But right. So this poor thing, it takes them like two hours to get down the tree. And then they just had to like take a blood sample. So this mm-hmm. poor sloth thinks he's going to get laid. Mm-hmm. And it takes him forever to get down there and for nothing. Mm, that is sad. So I want a winning video where sloth wins, you know? Yeah. Can we make that happen? Can we do that? Well, one of the sloths you said was already hooked up with the girl. So he did win. So we witnessed it firsthand, or you did. I didn't see this video. No, but the, the star of the movie was the sloth that's swimming. I don't give a shit about the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how can you tell the difference between one from the other? They all look the same, the sloth. Are you trying to say, like, Wookiees all look the same? Like Chewbacca, they all look the same? They don't. 
They don't? No. Subtle oh. differences. Okay. <laughs> I, I did I did not move that, as Johnny Kirsten would say. So Stranger Things, once again. No, we weren't talking Stranger Things. We're talking now. I've asked you this question. We're going to try to welcome aliens to this country, yes or no, or to the world, basically. Or is it, if we do that, is it going to be like Independence Day where they come down and wreak havoc against they us? They always kill you. Yeah. So we, we instead of building a wall, I just want a clear dome, you know, just like a powerful force field. There was a show on TV about that same thing where they lived in a dome. Biodome? So you're saying we should not invite or even try to communicate with the extraterrestrial. It's going to go down, but we don't need to, to go out of our way. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. And it's an interesting topic because by all accounts, to me, it sounded like the scientists. And they were saying to just ordinary people who aren't scientists, what do you think we should do? And they said, well, let's leave that in the hands of the scientists. Why should we leave that into the hands of the scientists? Shouldn't we all have a, a, a say on whether or not we should reach out to extraterrestrials? When did the scientists change? Remember, they used to be cool. They had white, white shirts. Laboratory. Yeah, and pocket protectors, and they mm-hmm. had cool flat top haircuts and those horned rim uh, falling down uh, glasses. Mm-hmm. You know, the... And then they turned into like hippie, non- uh, Well, it was kind of like you in high school. You just described yourself back in your high school days, the pocket protector, awkward glasses, <laughs> and then you graduated, okay? <laughs> I didn't graduate. Oh, you, you I didn't? Was, I was homeschooled. You were, that's right. I forgot about yes. that. Okay. But they changed. They went from the, the cool nerds to the, like these hippies, non-threatening. Yeah. I want to bring it back. We, we need more cool militant scientists. Well, you can't bring back everything. You want to bring back the 80s, and you should concentrate on just that. You can't bring back cool scientists. or. Do you think scientists. there's cool, like, cool, conservative, hardcore scientists that are just flat tops, and they, they – it's just think about it. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Like I NASA. I, I guess it doesn't matter. You're, you're after the brilliant mind. I guess what they look like isn't all that important. It's kind of weird because a lot of, uh, you know, sci-fi, the scientists, everything is militarized, you know. There's well, not what about a, the, there, what there's about not the, a lot of, like the aliens, it's not welcoming. It's always attack them, you know. What about the professor? Well, usually they hit us first, always. We never go looking for trouble, you know. Um, but what about the professor from Gilligan's Island? He's not, he's kind of not really your stereotypical white cloaked professor well he was kind of a professor i'm talking more like a nasa scientist actually working there in front of the give it a rating or do you not want to ruin it for other people whether just i know you're barely into it the first two episodes should we leave people with a buggy wheel i appreciate the you know going into the 80s i enjoy the 80s i appreciate them trying to do like an 80s show Mm -hmm. i don't know i wasn't feeling it okay so you didn't like it i didn't hate it those those three kids are annoying on there I could see how it'd be popular for the younger kids. Yeah, but what about the 80s tunes that they're rolling in the background? No, I did enjoy that. Okay. But I, I feel maybe I should make an 80s show. That'd be, you'd probably be good at it because you're lost in the 80s. Yes, trapped. Yeah. Please help me get out. <laughs> you don't want to be. You're just there. But a lot of times with, 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 when they do that, they, they try to force too many references in. Like, hey, let's go play Pac-Man. Oh, I got Pac-Man fever. Let's play this. And oh, look at the poster on the wall. See, I didn't gain that. I didn't get that from that movie at all. I thought it was subtle and all. The, they didn't do much. Of that. I didn't. They didn't bring Pac-Man up at all, did they? Are you using that as a reference, or I'm just saying that for example. Okay. You know, like they try to cram in as many references as they can. Okay, so you didn't like it. You're going to give it a two. I'm, I'm speaking on your behalf. I will give it three buggy wheels. Okay. 
And you have a big half, by the way, over there. <laughs> Fake laugh. Okay, so I'm going to give it more than that. I'm going to give it, I'm going to try it a, little, a couple more episodes. I'm going to say at this point, I'll give it a six. I want to see the monster. So I'm going to stick around. It's one to five buggy wheels. Oh, okay. I'm going to give it a three. Three. But why five buggy wheels? Because there's only four. This powerful podcast started before you existed. Yeah. And will continue long after you're gone. Okay. So, so it's, it's one, one to five. Buggy wheels is the powerful rating system we use. Okay. I love that. It's not really an explanation. You don't know either. It is, okay. So I'm going to say three buggy wheels. Thank you. Okay. On to the next topic, uh, movies. I caught one this week. Martin, Scors- Martin Scorsese's, one of his, I don't think one of his best movies. Powerful director, Martin Scorsese. Scorsese. Powerful Italian-American. The movie I saw was Silence. Um. It uh, did exactly that. It silenced me. I, I fell asleep during two movies in my lifetime. The first one was Chariots of Fire. A powerful theme song, though. Yeah, but when the theme song is over, that movie's oh, over. Oh, my God. Powerful theme song. So, dun, 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 is that 80s? Dun, dun, was Chariots of Fire 80s? Or is that of chorus. Was it? Okay. I knew what you'd love it back then. God, in the- he's just... The video, he's on the piano. He's smoking cigarettes and powerful... Powerful synthesizers. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. Anyway, I fell asleep during it. I didn't find it that powerful. And the so, theme song. I'm talking about the theme song. I know powerful. you're talking about the like Jan, you ever notice? Like Jan Hammer. The theme was that? Of, was that? Do you ever notice theme songs are never in movies? Do you ever? How can they be the theme song? Now that one might have been, but I was watching Despicables because I like the song Happy. It's never in the movie, and that's the theme song for Despicables. How can that be? How do they do that? I know soundtracks and they it's the actual theme song rocky right rocky was in there though rocky's theme song was in rocky now that's how you do a movie you turn to sylvester stallone but we're turning to silence and it's about um it happens in the 1600s uh this is when there are some missionaries trying to bring christianity to japan and they're having a form of resistance with the government of japan they're being killed christians are martyred so there are a couple of jesuit priests who are actually trying to track down another priest who has been there for a couple of years and they don't know his whereabouts and they want to go in and find him but also at the same time try to be missionaries themselves as priests and tend to the flock not the flock of amish but the flock of christianity over in japan and they do that and it follows their voyage and the things that they experience, the difficulty that they have as priests bringing Christianity to Japan. It was a slow, slow burn. Um, very, the story is extremely powerful. However, it did not portray that on the movie screen. Um, it was very slow moving. It reminded me of the song with Le- the show with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, growing Pains? No, not Growing Pains. Um, Revenant. Revenant was kind of a slow burn. Good movie, but too much of it. And the same with this movie, too. It was a good movie, but way too dragged out. And again, when I fall asleep during a movie, it's, it's pretty bad. So in terms of a buggy wheel rating, I don't even know if I can give this a one. But I will, because it is the Catholic Jesuits who risked their life and limb to go into Japan and did some wonderful things, and, and the storyline is, is absolutely... 
Now, uh, could we do a crossover? Is that something they could do? Perhaps that movie with Godzilla? Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Where? How would they do that, though? <laughs> I love it. I always love that one. And what weapons would the Jesuit priest use against Godzilla? I like that. I like crossovers and, and you know, like I saw a cool little, little short film on the YouTubes where it was the Predator back in the Middle Ages mm-hmm. where like a knight had to fight him. Isn't that mm. cool? Who won? I can't tell you. Spoiler alert. Look well, that come up. on. That's nothing anybody's going to waste Look it time. up. What do you mean? You're the only one that likes Predator. What, are you, you're so foolish. <laughs> foolish. I wonder what. <laughs> you're so foolish. <laughs> I haven't heard that word. But that would be cool. We'd have we'd have the Godzilla versus the Jesuit priest, and they'd cool, have cool But see, cool no, it, it wouldn't be cool, though, because the Jesuit priests come in peace. Their, their weapons are their faith. So they would be trying to convert Godzilla to Catholicism. So it wouldn't be cool. Godzilla would just bump and they'd be done. No. Yeah. See, you have no vision. Well, I'm just, I have vision. What is I your vision? I have ideas. Uh-huh. I'm fleshing it out once again, and I'm looking at you. If you have vision, why do you wear contacts then? You really don't have vision, do you? Do you still? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, Scorsese, some movies are good. Some are hits. Like, if this is some work of passion from him, maybe, you know. I don't, I don't know, know where it came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Bringing Out the Dead. Did you see that with... Uh, no, I did not. Nicholas Cage. I he like Nicholas Cage. So he, I'm on the rock. He was, uh, drove an ambulance. Okay. Ambulance. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the cool ambulances that were Martin ambulances? They weren't like... Uh, now they're just square boxes. They're paramedics. Mm-hmm. But back then, they, it was just basically like a hearse, like the Ghostbusters. Do you remember that? Oh, like, yeah. The ambulance was a cool... They should bring those back. Was that like in the emergency... TV series. Did they uh, have one back uh, yeah. Rampart. Rampart. Yeah. We have a 9-11 in progress. That was, what was the other They didn't have show? 9-11. Yeah. Oh, they had power. The 70s had powerful shows. We had Emergency. Emergency. With the, the two firefighters. But then what was the two cops again? Well, just. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you're going to build up to it. Thank I'm, you. And we are. Are you thinking maybe Adam 12? Thank you. Thank you. One Adam 12. One Adam, Adam 12. 12 was a great cop show because. It was the day-to-day lives of these guys. Can I interrupt you? I'm sorry to do this to you, but this is stream of consciousness. I was thinking about this when we were watching Stranger Things yesterday. They would never expose the monster. It always, when you said Adams, it reminded me of Adam's family, which then in return reminded me of the monsters. Was it the monsters or Adam's family that had the monster underneath the steps spike that you never got to see? Monsters. (laughs) Do you remember the monster underneath the stairs? (laughs) for some reason during the show stranger things i was thinking of we can't see this monster like you couldn't see the one on the monsters so anyway you go back to you what you were talking about that was a a a rant brought to you by aspartame okay while we're on the rant who did you like better the monsters or the adams family I i love that how i totally pulled you off topic on that um i let myself i liked the monsters by far i thought it was by i thought herman monster was far more entertaining um it was it was yeah i liked the monsters did you like lily or morticia better well in terms of looks you'd have to say morticia in terms of sense of humor and uh her role probably lily i would have to say they're both weird shows isn't it a premise Mm -hmm. Uh, but they pulled it off Mm -hmm. yeah I, it's like Hogan's Heroes, these premises that they pull off. Yeah. But Hogan's Heroes, that makes sense. I mean, to have a... Well, a, it's kind of a depressing thing. War, you know, and 
a, a, you know, prisoner war camp. I mean, it's just weird. You you know what I mean? Pitching this mm-hmm. idea. Okay, here's the idea. We're we're this we're the Nazis, the prisoner war camp. You know. Well, that's a good point because I was talking about the Xbox game that we've been playing, Battlefield. Okay, Battlefield One. What would you think if there was a a, a World War One vet alive? If he witnessed us getting enjoyment out of playing this game, is it disrespectful? To him or to uh, to her? I don't think it is because that the game the way I mean the they show the opening and they have war facts and I, I think they handle it pretty well. You think so? I mean, it just must have been a miserable, miserable war. I mean, because that game represents exactly how war was. It's not like you knew who, where your enemy was and you can be in a crouched position and and, and somebody will come up behind you and stab you or, or shoot you with a sniper. And I just think about that. It's how how closely that resembled what happened back then. Yeah, trench warfare was horrible. Oh, miserable. And, I, and we I, you always try to figure out war. Why does it happen? It's just humans fight their animals. You can't figure it out. It just happens. Let them fight. I mean, isn't it weird? It happens over and over, and the same thing happens, and all this blood is spilled. Well, World War One was going to be the war to end all wars. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then it just keeps going on. Yeah. And right now in Afghanistan, they're saying it's a stalemate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say war is big business too. Um, war, yes. war actually pulled this great country of ours out of a depression because of the, the build that we had to do to get into World War II. Isn't it amazing the, the tangents that yeah. we go on? That's go why on. I'm looking forward to something we talked about last week's Dunkirk. Talk about World War II. Yes. That looks like a good movie. Far better than what I experienced, I think, with Silence, which I'm not even going to give that. So the yet. cop shows one, one Adam 12, Adam 12. One Adam 12. There's a 211 in progress. Yes. I called it a 911. Yep. I'm sorry. 211. Yep. We all got to know what a 211 was thanks to Adam 12. So. so you had emergency, emergency, the chips, monsters, chips. chips. I, was, I was going more of those cop shows. Yeah. Oh, you want to go cop? Yeah. Okay. Um, great shows. Yeah, they were great shows. I mean, we all grew up on that stuff. We had the action figures. How about uh, Six Million Dollar Man? He's not a cop. I understand that, but great show. Steve Austin, a man barely alive. We can rebuild him. We have the technology to make him better than he was. Better, stronger, faster. God, was there any linear quality to this episode at all? It was just like they could actually listen to this podcast and use it like in 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 college as like an example of schizophrenia. I think. I mean, there's we'll be like, locked up. There is. Hey, just, are you are you too far the Amish baby scene? Yes, we are. Here's your straight jackets. You're I mean, done. I mean, stream of consciousness. This is like Niagara Falls of consciousness. Well, one of the radio stations here in the metro is real big on. They didn't. You know how certain songs play all country, play all rock. They play, um, um, across the board genre of music. It's not one genre. One minute it'll be country, next minute it'll be rock, next minute it'll be new wave. That's kind of like what we are here on the Amish Baby Machine. We are a pop culture podcast, powerful, inclusive. We could be talking about nerdy scientists one minute. Mm-hmm. We could be talking about Adam 12. That's Get- what makes it so riveting. You, know, you never know what's going to come at the next corner. People look forward to this podcast. I know they do. And, and we want to give it to the people. We want to just give it to you. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh. Johnny Rage, I always ask you this. Did you have a good time today? I had absolutely a wonderful time here, yes. And more importantly, you guys out there, you flockers, did you enjoy this episode? Did you have a wonderful time? We enjoy giving you this powerful experience. If no they one, didn't, can I say one thing? What? Flock you. No. They, no. no, please respect our audience. Okay. I've, it's a beautiful audience. We love you. Please, as always, 
word of mouth advertising like Ron Popeil says. Please tell a friend about this powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved. <laughs>